0: to The Josh Robinson Show. It's your favorite pocket-sized podcast this week. I have no guess it is going to be a pocket-sized podcast. This isn't going to be a very long episode, but it's just something that I have on my brain, as everyone has seen on my Twitter feed in the last day. Oh man, I have finished The Office, and I'm going to give you my full thoughts on everything like that on The Office in just a minute, because I'm just now like, in a funk because I've finished it after three weeks of watching it. But first and foremost, welcome everybody to this week on the Josh Robertson Show. I am Josh. I hope you're having a lovely day, or whatever time it is—a lovely night, evening, morning, whatever you're doing. Whether you're whether you're out for a stroll this fine day, whether you're cleaning up your house, whether you're listening in the car—I don't know what you how you're listening to this, but I hope you are having a wonderful day, or have had a wonderful day. It is a, we're coming into the, you know, February now. It's already been to 2020 for, it seems like forever now. It seems like so long since it was Christmas and New Year's, but it was only a month ago that it was all happening, but we are in the the, the new year. It's been a crazy year already in the world and in in life, but hey... We're all, we're, all, we're all soldiering on. Um, first in, first thing I want to get to today is that the last, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, I've been all over my social media. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that basically I'm a Haley Williams Stan account at the moment because she has released solo stuff. I'm a huge. I'm Paramore is my all-time favorite band. I grew up with Paramore. I feel like Paramore have matured as much as I have from being, you know, 15, 16 year old listening to Paramore to now 24 years old and listening to all their new ventures and and stuff. But Haley Williams released "Simmer" a few weeks ago, which was it's so obscure the kind of music that she's releasing. I can't really pinpoint what genre it is, and that's my favorite thing is not really. You know, it's not, it doesn't fit into a bubble. I'm all about that. You know how I am with labels and fitting into certain things. It's like, no, just do your own thing and don't worry about what it's associated with or what it's kind of doing. But I knew that when Haley announced that she was going solo, I was like, A, I don't want this. If she's going solo, I don't want this to sound like Paramore because it's very easy for her to just make music that sounds like Paramore. I want it to be different, and but I also don't want it to just be bad. And it's none of those things, which is great. I didn't know she was going to go down just like the... She could easily just make some pop music and be happy and fine. But she's been through a lot in her life, from my understanding. So she's making this different kind of music. And she released, a couple of days ago, "Petals for Armor 1. Which is... "Petals for Armor is the album that's coming out on May 8th. But she released, like, an EP to give us a little taste of what "Petals for Armor is going to sound like. Five tracks. Simmer. Leave it Alone. Cinnamon. Creepin' and Sudden Desire, all distinctly different from one another, all really fun, all really just something different, deep, meaningful, non-genre-defined music, and it's really obscure, and I love it, and that's what I've just been blasting the last... Well, since Friday, since it came out, I've just been like, pedals for armor, pedals for armor, pedals for armor. That's that's been my mentality of of whenever I'm in the shower. I listen to music a lot in the shower. I think it's just great. I love going for a walk, just headphones, blasting music as loud as you possibly can, and just walking with no real direction of where you're going, just going for a walk. Like, that's like my favorite thing to do. And Hayley Williams has been that for me. Um, Like I said before, Paramore is just something that I've grown up with. The music's changed in Paramore to... How I've changed with, you know, I'm not really listening to the same stuff on a constant basis when I was 16 as I am now. Like I've grown up, they've grown up, their sounds developed, it's all evolved and I think I've just evolved with it. But it's just been, it's just been so different to hear Hayley Williams on these press tours and, and watch interviews on YouTube and she's not promoting a Paramore album, she's promoting pedals for armor she's promoting something that is hers it's different and it's really fun um i just have just been really enjoying pedals for armor one so if i guess if i'm gonna you know recommend anyone doing anything this week for someone if you like paramore for one and you followed Haley williams and taylor york and um zach farrow and, and all the previous band members and just or whatever Um, but if you're someone that likes something a little bit different that you can't really fit into a bubble of music, I would suggest going to your favorite streaming music place and listening to Pedals for Armor 1, the EP. It's five tracks, like I said before, and it's really, really, really good. Listen to it a few times before you judge it. That's how I did. Um, for anyone wondering what, if anyone is listening to Pedals for Armor 1, what am I digging the most? I would probably say Cinnamon. I didn't really understand it at first. I'm like, this is really weird, this song. And then listening to it a few times, I'm like, this is actually a really great, great track. So I'm really digging Cinnamon, Sudden Desire, Simmer, Leave It Alone, and Creepin'. They're all really good, but Cinnamon is probably my favorite from the five, which I, on first listen, I wouldn't have thought it would be, but I think it is. But I'm really just enjoying it, so that's what I'm kind of listening to at the moment. I'm just listening to a lot of Petals for Armour. Now onto the main subject of, of, of this episode of the Josh Robinson show. Oh boy. The Office. I started watching The Office three weeks and one day ago. And every day for the last three weeks and one day, I have been every meal that I've had has been accompanied in every meal in my home has been accompanied by The Office. Every every you know Coming home from work, if I'm working till 9, 10 o'clock at night, I'm coming home to watch The Office. I'm binging my days off uh, The Office. If I'm not watching wrestling, I was watching The Office. That's pretty much what was happening with my life for the last three weeks and one day. And today I did finish it. And now I'm in just this funk of, like, not knowing what to watch and being like, oh, I'm so sad, I'm not going to hear that music again for a little while until the rewatch happens again in, you know, six months' time when I'm like, I want to watch The Office again. But I'll never feel that same feeling, you know, when you watch a show for the first time and you're just watching it all unfold. You'll never feel that again because you're like, even if you forget some things, like, you're never going to feel that same feeling again of this the unknown. Um, I'm not going to go through everything, obviously, but... I didn't like season one very much, and I was like, why is everyone, you know, everyone has been telling me to watch The Office for so long, because I love Parks and Rec. And I think that's why I was a little bit, like, hesitant to watch The Office, was like, I love Parks and Rec so much, is it just going to be too similar to Parks and Rec that I'm just not going to like it? Um, and everyone was, like, hyping it up so much, I was kind of just being an ass and being a bit stubborn, being like, I'm not going to fucking watch it, because you're telling me to watch it, pretty much. So, I think I've told this story before, but I was just kind of browsing Stan, which is the uh, an Australian streaming service. It's We have Netflix, but it's like, you know, something like Hulu Plus or, or, or Hulu, whatever the fuck it's called. Anyway, so I was browsing Stan. I'm like, oh, there's the office. And I was like, do I watch it? And I was like, eh, it was a Sunday night. I had nothing to watch. I was like, uh, oh, I'll just put it on. Put it on, watch the first episode. I'm like, this show is not great. Like, I'm just really not digging this. I tweeted it out and everyone was like, oh my God. It was the most intense tweet I've ever put out um, in the sense of like so many people jumped up on it and were saying the same thing. Just wait until about midway season two and then judge it. And then if you're not liking it by then, you won't like the show pretty much. So I stuck it out and man, everyone was right. By the time midway season two got into it, I was like, this show is fucking hilarious. Um, and then I just started to just, oh my God, I was just on a cycle of like, I'm going to, you know, binge the fucking shit out of this show. And that's exactly what I did for the last three weeks and one day. And I have fallen so in love with this show, the way it's written to the way it's filmed everything. If I never thought I'd find a show that I love as much as I love Parks and Rec, but this takes the cake. It is it's like an equal playing field with Parks and Rec. If someone asked me what my all-time favorite show was, it would it would I would say these two are a tie. I can't d- decide out of these two. From the the intro is just so like, "Oh, I'm just ready to watch The Office to the characters and to the the actual like m- like if you actually break this show down and like the actual like Heartwarming and and deep moments they actually have on this show behind the comedy it's hilarious it has those touching moments and all of the characters are so I feel emotionally attached to every character whether it's for good reasons or for bad there was people I didn't like people I loved but I had an opinion on both um, there's not too many shows other than I, what I can really you know Parks and Rec and and Veep are probably ones that I can put in the same kind of bubble of like I, I have Attachments to every one of these characters, and the Office is really different because, like, so many characters come and go, and you get new characters, and especially in the later seasons, getting new characters is really like whoa. And you get them in the Office, and um, I'll touch on a couple of things. I guess for anyone that hasn't watched the Office by now, I know it's you know, fifteen years old at this point, but um, spoilers, I guess I'll put it out there. Um, season seven. I was not expecting Michael to leave. And it was... I cried in this show a few times. Um, I thought it was a rib. I thought Michael isn't going to leave. Because I didn't know anything about this show. I honestly did not know anything other than Steve Carell. Um, Steve Carell was the main star. That's all I knew about this show going into it for the most part. Um, So, when Michael left... He took off his little mic pack. Well, first and foremost, I thought, okay, something's going to happen. He's going to be like, I can't leave. I can't go be with Holly. But I think it was the when he was at the airport and he took off his mic pack, got in that last little, that's what she said. Um, and then Pam was hugging him in that. I was like, oh, wow, this is really happening. Michael's leaving the show. I didn't know that happened. I was like, that was a really sad scene. Um, I was really, you know into Jim and Pam, I just, I shipped them all the way. I was just like, the moment that they first kissed in that in like season two or season three is just like, so like amazing and lovely. And I'm like, yes. And their relationship is amazing. Um, I guess I'll give you my little thoughts on the last couple of seasons without Michael was difficult. Um, I, I, the show definitely dipped but it was still really funny. There's still some really banging episodes in there. But Season 9 was better than Season 8. But it did definitely take... It, there was a different approach to the show. It made me kind of... In the middle there, I kind of started to dislike Andy. When he took over and stuff like that. I, fe- I love Nellie. I thought she was great. Um, But yeah, it made me dislike Andy for a little bit. But that all kind of changed in the last few episodes. The last couple of episodes of The Office is fantastic. The singing from Andy with the... um. I will remember you, that stuff. I was, like, getting tears in my eyes for that. Um, that was really, really sad. I'll talk about the finale in a minute. But some of my favourite characters from that show... Jim, Pam are my two favourites. I love Angela. I think Angela's great. I was a, I'm was a big Nelly fan. Um, I wasn't... I liked Michael, but I knew... Like, I wanted him there because it revolved kind of around Michael. But I wasn't really the biggest, like, Michael guy. Um... Who else did I really like? Creed was hilarious. So was Meredith. Phyllis. Phyllis and Stanley's relationship in that show is something that's just like subtly happening in the background, and it's so freaking good. There's so many different things. I can't wait for the next in the six months time when I'm like, okay, I want to watch this show again. Because I'm not really one to watch and then immediately rewatch. Like I'll wait some time and let my kind of brain settle down from it, so I forget some things. Um, but I can't wait to watch this again and not be focusing on the main story of things and actually pick up on other things that are happening. But Phyllis and Stanley, I really do like a lot of people in that show. I just really thought that show was just fantastically written and fantastically produced and, and just everything about it. Um but the last season in particular, the stuff with Brian and um Jim and Pam's relationship. You know how in a television show, I don't know if this is gonna come across the way that I'm thinking about it, but I'll try and do my best to articulate what I mean. In a television show when there's a couple and they're dating or they're married or whatever, when they have problems, they make it really obvious that they're having these problems and then there's a big thing and then there's always the words of, I want a divorce or I want to break up. What I really, What really struck me in that last season was watching Pam and Jim's relationship slowly crumble like a real marriage like a real couple, there was bits that just, it just kind of built, and it was like, the middle at that, that season, especially when that, you know, thing happens, we're on the phone, and then Pam stops having a breakdown, and Brian's there, and stuff like that, like, I just was like, oh man, this is, like, gut-wrenching, like, it was heartbreaking, because you're like, you, you've built that whole show, and my biggest takeaway, I think a lot of big, people's People's biggest takeaway was Pam and Jim's relationship was like a fairy tale. It was, it was everything. She said it in that reunion thing in the final episode. Um, but it was just watching it and it was like, this is like they've documented like a re- as close to a real life marriage as you can. And then they start going to therapy, and then they kind of come to, and they're like, okay. And they kind of tease the stuff with Brian, and like was he in love with Pam and was she in love, whatever. But there was definitely issues there and you kind of watch that and like to see them just be like together and in love because I was like, are they going to end this show on them not being together? But it was like, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Um, The finale itself, I think is probably, I know I've only watched it six hours ago at this point, but I think that that is The greatest, if not one of the greatest finales to a television show ever. I think it is one of the greatest television shows ever. Um, And it's on par with Parks and Rec. And for anyone that knows me, I said this earlier, but nothing comes close to Parks and Rec. This is the only thing that is on the same level as Parks and Rec. So, I think it's... I think I have a bigger attachment to Parks and Rec, but I think this is a might not necessarily my, I think it's my favorite. I just to say, I think it's a better show in general. Um, I just think that it is just, it will never be, you know, duplicated or replicated. It'll never, that, that ca- that's just perfect casting. Everyone was just perfect in that show. Um, I know there's a lot of things about thing in this day and age, everything's like, it's coming back, or it's getting rebooted, or a reunion. While I'd I'd definitely watch it, same with Parks and Rec, I have the same mentality as this, as I do on Parks and Rec, is that I really honestly deep down hope that these shows never have a reunion or a reboot, because they both had perfect endings, especially The Office. The way that that show ends, I was, you see, if you see my Twitter, um I put up a picture of me just like with tears just I was sobbing cuz it was so heartwarming like that that final scene in the in the finale where they show the picture that Pam drew of Dunder Mifflin and it's just so like touching and it's like holy shit I've just spent the last 3 weeks and one day with these people and that's all I've been doing other than watching wrestling really is just watching these characters unfold It's just, it's just, I get really lost in entertainment because I think a little part of me wishes, um, especially when I was younger, I was like, I want to be on television. I want to be in these shows. What a fabulous time that would be. What a just glorious, wonderful time that would be. And I think a little part of me is still like that. I'm like, I get really invested in television. And I think you can, these characters in the office, especially are very relatable people. I relate to these people and I can feel their emotions and stuff like that. Like that last season was m- emotional. Um, but just really, really, really just a fantastic, 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 fantastic show. One of the greatest, I think the greatest television show, sitcom, whatever you want to call it, in history. I love that style. That's why I love, fell in love with Parks and Rec. That's why I've fallen in love with The Office. I just think it's Fantastic. And that's all I'm really going to talk about on this episode. pocket size podcast, hey? Um, I just really, 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 really loved The Office. And Pedals for Armor. So, on that note, please continue to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. Leave a review, a like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. I have a contest going on until the 24th of November... Uh, of November, hey? Of February... Or until I reach 200 subs on YouTube. If you go to Josh Robinson 00 on YouTube. um, Just search it on YouTube or go to my Twitter and you'll find it. Um, If you go to my pinned tweet that I have at the moment. Should be a pinned tweet. If not, it'll be on my Twitter somewhere. Um, I might even add it to the the tweet for this Josh Robinson show. Um, You can win a $25 gift card to Pro Wrestling Tees. It's available worldwide, like I said, whether i get to 200 subs or the 24th of february whichever comes first that is who that um it will be selected randomly from there so please make sure you do that i'm trying to get as many subscribers as i can on youtube as i've been doing a lot of josh plays and there's some more things coming to my youtube this year that you're going to want to be a part of um, want to listen to want to watch want to interact with when it comes to my youtube so make sure you do that Um, And please be kind to one another until next Tuesday. I'll see you on the next one. See ya